Hello, students of McMaster and other listeners. Welcome to Conversations with Changemakers, a podcast aimed to bridge the gap between youth and global issues through advocacy. So this is our very first podcast and it's powered by the executive team and the subcommittee of World Vision McMaster. And we hope to speak about people facing problems or challenges by making sure that their voices are heard. So my name is Julia. I'm part of VP for Outreach this year on the World Vision McMaster Master team, and I'm joined by Rebecca and Kirpal, if they'd also like to introduce themselves. Yep, my name is Kirpal Baines. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm in World Vision Exec Team for McMaster, and I'm the VP of Events. Hi, everyone. My name is Rebecca, and I'm in World Vision McMaster Subcommittee. And today, we'd love to welcome our guest speaker, Elizabeth Araniva. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to introduce yourself as well and a little bit about yourself, that'd be amazing. Oh, thank you, Julia. And yeah, it's a pleasure for me. I worked with World Vision for over 15 years in different uh, positions, but uh, the first years focused on only Latin America. Then I moved to emergency affairs, and now it's fragile and humanitarian programs. And then I, I have, I, I used to be in charge of East Africa, West Africa. And uh, now it's only East Africa, and then I cover a lot of the Venezuela response. And when there are emergencies in, in Latin America, I'm the one that, that, that I go because I speak Spanish. <laughs> so I've been around, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So this week's topic is water and sanitation. This is what Elizabeth is specialized in. Um, I guess the very first question that I can think of is throughout your career, like what challenges regarding like water and sanitation probably like surprised you the most? Well, you know, one of the things that I keep um, noticing and it's been um, not not recently, but in a long time is the lack of uh, community consultation mainly for women. Um, if, you, if you know the sector, um, most uh, managers of wash activities are men. And then um, in the way that, that they, they're very technical person, which is good, but uh, sometimes it's easy to just think that what you know, it's better for them without consulting. And that creates a lot of problems. And uh, sometimes uh, people after you have done uh, wash activities, if, if they're not being asked or being consulted, they won't use it. And, and that's one of the things that uh, surprised me even, even today, even recently. Yeah, it, that's one of the things that are m more serious than others. Yeah, that makes sense. It's great. Rebecca, <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to say, like, what moment in your career would you say was the most memorable in doing all of this? Um, well, I think um, uh, for me, the, 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 the most important aspects of my work is in, to be in the field and, and being in when there's emergencies. Uh, to be there as soon as possible. And maybe uh, in, the, in the one I 
I enjoy a lot of my of, of the work that I did is in, in Puerto Rico when after the um, Maria response in in the 1970 uh, in, yeah in the in, in recently I don't know if you remember Maria destroyed uh, Puerto Rico uh, I I was there through the U.S. Office of World Vision. And they asked me to go um, to, to be part of the cash transfer, uh, to plan for cash transfer for the people who were there and also for watch. And so yeah, we work with universities and um, in, in, in Puerto Rico, which is, was very good technically. We got um, people from Canada provide um, filters, uh, and then combining a, a lot of things uh, because I, I, in, in World Vision Canada, for example, for, for, for the Venezuela response, my uh, responsibilities is a cash transfer advisor. But I always combine different things with WASH because it's, sometimes it's, the need is there, then, then I, I do it. And that was the case in, in, in Puerto Rico. And um, also, if you think of Puerto Rico being a US like location, so it's very advanced, but still you see a lot of poverty or people that lack uh, basic services. And that was the case. So um, we had a very good consultation, very good monitoring of the beneficiaries, looking at them, looking at the needs. Um, so it was, it was good. People were very technical, very um, very good in terms of understanding the, the way that we were going to be working. And, and that's good. That's one of the things that gave me a lot of satisfaction. Um, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay in Puerto Rico <laughs> longer, but it was during, uh, it was time for come back. And I was thinking, oh, I want to stay, I want to stay. Would you say like this was one of the most impactful projects that you've worked on or um, can you tell us more about some of your favorite projects that you've been part of? Well, I think uh, another one, it may be most impactful in terms of the extent of the emergencies, the Rohingya uh, response. I was there in um, Cox Bazar is, is the place in, in Bangladesh where the people who were coming from, from their country just crossing six kilometers into Bangladesh, um, Myanmar. So uh, there's, there's a, a, a location in Cox Bazar, which is a very tourist uh, location. It has a, a long beach area. And and about a million people are there as a refugees. And um, my, my uh, task was to be the WASH advisors. So they had already uh, projects with UNICEF, with another uh, donors. So make sure that they, they had a lot of the advice as to make them better. So, so that's what I, I really enjoy, like making sure that things are going better than were before. And that was an opportunity that I had in, in, in Bangladesh. And, and that's one of the most fulfilling activities that I have. 
and and that's when um you know talking because it's a uh, the, the 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 issue in Bangladesh was that in the in the refugee camp is that it's a very um it they're Muslim and so women need to be talking with women and men with men so that's when I was mentioning before if the people who are in in the in the in the activities are men they they cannot talk to them to the women and so the the women were not um consulted and when i went there i i i went to the the, the, the there are hills in that area so so we the women that are in the in the highest uh mountains everything about was is downhill the latrines, the bathing, uh, the the bathing units, um, how to uh, the, the the water systems to collect water. So for them, it's it's deep, it's very difficult. They used to go uh, and, and bathe at night because that was the only time that they could go. It, for, can you imagine like all women going at night and and doing all this? So so that's part of the of the issues that I've seen and and. And they, and this was recently 18 in 1918. So it was it was um, also uh, you know a good opportunity for me to uh, train our teams in in Bangladesh and and provide the the, the necessary um, you know like the support that they needed talking with local governments also to include the consultations with with the local communities for example to to avoid uh problems uh social problems between the refugees and the local communities so we were trying to work with both with the refugees and and with the local so it, it was a, a a long time and a very good experience to also Oh yeah, thank you so much. I think it's so amazing to hear that you were able to integrate with the community and have those discussions with them. I just want to ask, like, as what would be like a your day day in the life kind of thing with as a program manager, and like, what does that look like doing that work? Well, now because we all work from home, it's it has changed, right? Um, I I like being working from home. It, it makes me be more flexible in my time personally uh but but for me the the days are um they start early because i have projects in africa so if if i ask for for things uh sometimes at uh, around what 7 a.m i'm looking at if if i have emails or or ms teams um messages skypes or whatever and if i have then i respond i start you know like giving things feedback or whatever they they ask they ask for uh, but i try to uh, have to do yoga early in the morning and like have a very light smoothie or toast or not, not a big thing uh, but usually my mornings are are to respond to um field office inquiries or um, issues that need to be done or for example right now i'm doing a startup project for, for zimbabwe so there's a lot of things to review like uh, the work plan the baseline you know things that projects have so having those documents in, and in my afternoons i 
I plan to have meetings or have time to look at the documents mostly, not in the morning, because in the morning is, we have a lot of activities for the office in Canada, for example. So, so meetings that need, need um, to do in the morning, that's fine. Um, but it, it's, it's busy. My days are always busy. So I enjoy, I enjoy my work though. I don't mind. It sounds like you have like a pretty busy day, but you're still well integrated into, you know, all the projects that you're working on. You did mention, you know, like change and we wanted to know how did the pandemic change some of the projects and age that you've been working on? How did it impact everything? Well, the, the issue that, that I miss the most is going to the field. So, so being remote and like, just using Zoom or, or um, Microsoft Teams, it's, it's not the same, you know, like even, even if, uh, if you want to have, like, for example, we did um, a startup, uh, startup of a project, in, that project in Zimbabwe. And, and basically what we did was two days uh, in the morning, three hours, because if it's longer than that, people won't pay attention. And so, and, and, and that, that's what happened. Then you end up having more time invested, but um, it, it has changed the way that you, you don't know exactly what's, what's going on. And, and, and sometimes like I, 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 I have a lot of anxiety, like, oh, they haven't sent the, the report what's going on so I, so it's 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 more it's more um it's more stress i think even for them and for us to be asking for for projects that that for reports that probably they 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 have lots of stuff i'm i'm sure you know the the people in the field that they, they're in the activities they're in the field they're not in working from home like we are and so they always they they always there are I think they're more busy because you know things that that we were going to be doing sometimes in the when when I went to to the field was to support the team, you know, to to do things that that they, so that they didn't have to, and now they have to do those things for us. So it's more work for them and more stress for us, definitely. Yeah, it seems like COVID just brought in a lot more challenges to the situation and, and it sucks to hear. And I, I do want to say, though, like, um, what is something that the average student in groups such as World Vision McMaster can do to help aid the clean water crisis around the world and just become more involved with this process? Well, I think um, that, well, you know, in my in my experience here in Canada, it's, it's very difficult for people to understand that there's a crisis in water because Canada is blessed with so much water, right? So it's difficult for people to understand that, that, they, that there's a crisis. Um, so being aware for me, it's, it's important that, that you as students learn about the different, um, uh, you know, the, the, the risks that are there, for example, with, with climate change causing more either like right now um, um we're working with um south sudan and ethiopia for uh droughts and 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 hunger 
right? That there's a hunger crisis in, in East Africa, again, like in similar to, I don't know, it, in the, about 20 years ago, they had one and, and now it's, it, it's back into uh, having a hunger crisis. And so they, they have, um, once people understand what your actions are, are causing, you know, the, the, the activities that you do um, can, can, if we all are aware of using less electricity or having less uh, trips, like don't use your car, use transport, you know, things that, that we can do as, a, as humans and, and avoid our, our carbon footprint less every year, it's, it's better for us. And, and that's one of the things that I, I believe uh, people that are younger, the students and, and like college universities need to do that, that, that process of educating and making people to be aware. And, and in, in terms of WASH, um, innovation, things that, that can be helping the, the, the countries are also important without forgetting the, what we were discussing at the beginning, that um, consultation is key, right? When, when you try to have something new, new technology, it's important to have a, the consultation with the, with the beneficiaries. Definitely, no. And speaking in terms of innovations and initiatives, um, I had this one undergraduate course last semester, in last two semesters ago actually, and I was actually uh, required to uh, do more research about water sanitation initiatives, and I came across the drinkable book. Mm -hmm. uh, I was wondering if you have any views or what do you think about the drinkable book overall? I saw, I saw what I, I never seen it before, so I saw what what the when when you guys mention it I, I google it and i look at it but it's 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 i mean anything it's it's good you know even even the the filters that that we provide to to people in emergencies if we don't train them if we don't have anybody in 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 that location who can do more education you know how to use simple filters they won't use it so it's, 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 it, that's the key of any innovation, that you have someone there who can support your project that um, can, can stay there um, and, and, and be able to answer questions, the, the support that the people will need. Um, and, and, and for example, for me, it's important that people understand that, that for people, if they have to invest money, it's 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 kind of it it's impossible sometimes because they they're in a situation of an emergency of a disaster. They 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 don't they don't they, they won't buy. But if they feel that is something that is useful for them, they they will in the future, right? So it's important to consider the cost. If it's something that is very expensive or difficult for them to, to acquire, then it, it makes it even more difficult. You know, like um, I remember giving filters and they had to buy um, things that for us probably is not expensive to buy, you know, the, 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 fil the new filters into the, 
the, the new the new package of filters for twenty dollars for us is nothing for for people. I remember in Ecuador we gave them and they had to buy them again. They stopped using them. So you know that there's there's a lot of things with innovation that that we need to um we need to be very aware of of cost of easy to use and and also uh, the 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 support that the people need in the field to implement. I think it that's very cool to have the, the book and then you put it in in, in in it's like a filter, right? For the water. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It is pretty I cool. Saw, I saw that. Yeah. Change house like instructors of how like to like make sure you're sanitizing properly or like washing your hands and how to just stay safe. Each uh, page has instructions, which is cool as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that. But, but more than instructions, I'm telling you, you need people there to explain to them, to support them. People will not, I mean, if I, if I have that to go to the beach with my friends, of course, I, I, I don't need anybody to support me, but if it's for, for communities, it's important to have the, the support of a technical person to, to train them, to, to give that support is important. Yeah, and also like we, when we were talking also about like students being mindful of, you know, how their actions will like impact the rest of the world. Um, I was wondering, what are your views on the direction of climate change impacting like water security? Mm -hmm. Well, in in for climate change, uh, the issue that you see more impact impacting more uh, water and sanitation. One is um, when you have um, hurricanes, for example, they they're gone. They they destroyed anything in infrastructure, for example. Uh, but also in if you have droughts, which is also related to climate change, then you lose the, your your like the rivers or the lakes. They, they they're gone. So those are two aspects of of wash that directly related to to uh, to climate change. You know, it's it's basically that's that's what causing migration in Africa. People have to migrate to look for water for their animals. And 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 I, I remember talking with uh, people in, in Chad and in Niger, how they used to, or in Somalia, for example, you know, they, they used to cross Africa freely, the, their grandparents before. Um, they and, and and look for for better pastures and 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 water for their animals. Now they can't because of violence, because of, of borders that were created for you know different things that that are keeping people in 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 in, in more um, a more difficult situation. They they cannot go and and look for the for the food for their animals, and then the animals are like their savings. You know that those are the, the the way they 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 make a living is by selling their animals in the future. So, of course, they they want to make sure that their animals also eat not not just the children, also their animals are important for them. So that there's a lot of of different situations that affect water and, and water availability. 
but in, in terms of, of those two situations, either you have drought or you have flooding, both are, you know, impacting completely the, the water situation in the countries. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for all of your, you know, insightful knowledge and, you know, background on this conversation. It was really nice having to get a chance to hear your perspective from working directly with so many different um, projects. And I thought that I think we all learned a lot today. I don't know <laughs> if you had any any last comments, um, but thank you so much for taking the time today to to teach us. No, that's it's my it's a pleasure to to see you and, and you collaborate with World Vision, which is good. So just keep doing it. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's good. That's good that you are have that interest in 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 our in the organization. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Thank you very much. Thank bye. You so bye. Much. Bye. Bye. You're very welcome. Bye.